Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans, welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm food reporter Sarah Blaskovich, your host this week, and we're talking about all the crazy fun the Texas Rangers stirred up this week, and that included some big food stories. Then I brought a surprise sandwich for us to taste, and we'll dish on some of our favorite quick-to-make sandwiches that bring us comfort. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest food and restaurant news. And don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. If you like the show, and I think you do, be sure to leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. Later, we're talking about easy-to-make sandwiches, but first we're discussing the latest restaurant news with our producer, Julie Fisk, and we'll call one of my favorite Dallas morning news reporters of all time, Rangers insider Evan Grant. Food editor Aaron Bookie and food reporter Imelda Garcia are off today. Okay, Sarah, before we get into all of that, though, I have to ask, did you dress up for Halloween? Well, Julie, I only like to dress up for Halloween as an adult if I can find a food-related, funny, and pop-culturally relevant costume. And that's sort of hard. Yeah. So one year I dressed as the Popeye's chicken sandwich that was so hard to get. I stood in line in drive throughs and in person in line for hours before that Halloween. And so I dressed as a Popeye's chicken sandwich and I dressed like Popeye with like a, you know, the Popeye anchor on my arm and a chicken hat. <laughs> okay. But years have passed since then. This year I dressed as the $250 lobster roll at the World Series games. Oh my God. <laughs> I need pictures. I don't know how you pulled this off. Okay, so this just came to me because it was the week before Halloween that the Texas Rangers announced that they were going to be selling a $250 lobster roll only at World Series home games. And the way that it works is the lobster roll is two feet long and they do this whole like long food thing at Rangers games, as we know. And so just for the World Series, they're selling a lobster roll, only 10 of them for 250 bucks. Now with that comes a two foot long boomstick, which is the chili cheese hot dog and a two foot long boomstick burger, which is a two foot long hamburger. So you actually get six feet of food because you get three two foot long sandwiches. And I wrote this story thinking that it was interesting, but I think a lot of food stuff is interesting. And the story went bonkers. On the first day of the World Series, I think more people read that story about a silly lobster roll than almost anything else. Really? On DallasNews.com. Yes. And as we know, I love to write a story that people read. This made my little heart happy. And ding, ding, ding. Now I need to be a lobster roll for Halloween. So here's what I did. I wore a red shirt and I bought a lobster headband. So like the little lobster claws yes. above my head. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then I bought earrings that are money, like cash hanging down from my ears. And I bought a big rapper style dollar sign pendant. That's like the size of my fist that I wore around my neck. 
So then I carry a Texas Rangers towel and here I am. I am a $250 lobster roll. Did anybody get it? Uh, It was one of those that had to be explained. Oh yeah. In a newsroom full of people with recent lobster roll news and all the blingy money thing. Yes. It came together. So speaking of this, I just thought that maybe we could call our friend Evan Grant, who has spent all week traveling with the Texas Rangers. Of course, he gets to go to all the World Series games. So I thought we'd just check in with Evan, see what he's eating this week and what he thinks of that lobster roll. And I want to know, like, what does it look like when somebody brings these giant sandwiches back to their seat? Like, (laughs) is your lobster roll bumping the person next to you? Yeah, probably like if you're doing like a lap situation, like you might be like, is it okay if my lobster roll suitcase is partly on your leg? (laughs) (laughs) And is somebody at the end of the roll kind of like lady in the tramping the sandwich with you? Oh my gosh, I hope so. Uh, These are questions that I don't think Evan will know the answer to, but we better ask him. All right, let's give him a call. Hi, Evan. I'm so glad to talk to you today. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Uh, I'm really good. I'm hungry as always. I can't stop thinking about the lobster roll. Did you get wind of anybody eating this crazy sandwich? I didn't get personal wind of it. I think we had a staffer, maybe Lana Ferguson, staked out at the concession stand to find somebody who was ordering that. I'm going to be honest, Sarah. I cannot imagine for the life of me what somebody would fork over $250 for six feet of food. Are we not past the giant food space? Can we move on from that just to good food? I thought we were making such good progress. Like a lobster roll for me should be on a small bun with big heaps of lobster and it should be a real small bun to meat ratio. I can't imagine that this is anything more than like a giant hot dog bun with some dried out lobster. It just doesn't (laughs) sound appetizing to me. Well, let me ask you this, Evan. You've traveled a lot for baseball and I'm sure you've eaten in the Northeast. Our two foot long lobster roll in Texas was mayo based. So cold or cool lobster tossed in mayo and then topped with beef tenderloin medallions that are hot. Is this your style of lobster roll, Evan? Mayo or butter? I can go either way, Sarah. I've had great lobster rolls either way. I think, you know, I love Maine and we've been to Maine three times and last fall, my wife and I stopped at a place I've always wanted to go to called Reds in Wiscasset, which is right on the banks of a river, a tiny little cash-only stand. Line is always like 45 minutes long, but you get there and it is like a full pound of hot, absolutely fresh lobster on a tiny little roll with a little bit of butter. Yum. Um, It was the single best lobster roll I've ever had. But during the summer, if you do a lobster roll right with a little bit of mayo and a little bit of celery salt and maybe even a little bit of Old Bay in there, for me, it's as good a refreshing summer meal as I feel like you can find. I keep wondering, though, Evan, this is Julie Fisk. Do people want to eat those giant gut buster meals at the World Series? Aren't people kind of stressed out? Isn't like a hot dog and a beer enough just to carry you (laughs) through the clenching of your seat? I will say this, we did kind of roam the the stands and, you know, you've got 43,000 people, you're mass producing like you've never mass produced. And um, Kevin Sherrington took a look at the Pluckers wings and said, I I just can't do this. It would leave me in a place I don't want to be. So (laughs) I I think the lighter, the better at the World Series. You don't want to have to make multiple trips to the bathroom. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I mean, a beer and a hot dog, it's baseball. What more could you want? You don't have to go too fancy at the World Series. It's the baseball that satisfies your appetite, right? I heard a lot of people online say, A, why would a Texas team serve a lobster roll? There's no synergy there. And then B, 
who would spend $250 on six feet of three sandwiches? My counterpoint to that only is there are people who fly from all over everywhere to go to a World Series game, a little bit like going to a Super Bowl. They pay a zillion dollars for those secondary market seats. I'm not suggesting this is the right way to World Series, but a lot of the people in that place were spending so much anyway. I think some of them are thinking, what's 250 bucks when the rest of this thing costs so many thousands of dollars? I don't think people who have paid all that to take in a private plane and to pay thousands of dollars for seats want to mess with cutting up a six-foot lobster roll for their, <laughs> for their group. So, it, it should come um, with a lobster roll butler, I'm realizing, yes. Evan. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> they could do that. They could do lobster roll and bottle service. That would be the way to do it. For Yo, yeah. Um, Wait, Evan, you really got something here. I think champagne with that lobster roll is a perfect pairing. Your lobster roll valet. Oh, they <laughs> give it to you. step out of your car and here comes a whole fleet of people people <laughs> with bubbles and they're holding sandwiches and cases. All right. Well, this is not the kind of baseball I grew up with. <laughs> and Evan, I don't think it's the kind of baseball that you have really ever done. But Evan, let me ask you something else outside of these outrageous foods, which I think you think are too long and too wacky. Can you name a thing or two at the ballpark today that you think other than that beer and hot dog that we talked about? What's just the right thing to eat at a Texas Rangers game? During the postseason, the Hurtado folks have changed their menu up a little bit. Uh, during the regular season, when they do the burrito tacos, I've sent any number of, of fellow sports writers down there. Every one of them has come away really, really happy. I think it's actually pretty fairly priced for a top-tier ballpark concession. Yeah, uh, I think those brisket nachos at Hurtado are really good. The other thing I try and send people to is the, the rotating stand featuring Arlington-based restaurants. Oh, yeah. It's literally next to the Cortado stand. And Prince Lebanese, which is a favorite of mine, is often there. And, I mean, I think their shawarma bowls that they serve and their shawarma nachos are really good. I go for all those places that are smaller in terms of their production because I think that they control quality better. Yeah, I think you're right. And also, don't you love the idea of going to the ballpark and buying food from someone who either lives in Arlington or works in Arlington, sometimes even blocks away? The original Hurtado barbecue is like really close to the ballpark. Yeah. And right next to Hurtado is a Michelada stand run by a DFW family. And the father of the family dances cumbia while he makes micheladas. Oh. And I wrote a story about it and we posted video. I was lucky enough to go to the World Series game too. And my husband and I got micheladas. I got mine extra spicy. It was so good. And then went to the Hurtado stand. Evan, to your point, we got the brisket nachos, which are super delicious. And they come with this very fresh salsa verde, which just adds this like garlic onion blast. And also at Hurtado, because they didn't have the birria tacos that Evan loves during the postseason, we got the Oaxaca dog, which is a poblano chorizo sausage link that they make at Hurtado. They top it with queso and pico de gallo. And guys, that Oaxaca dog is so good. That to me is like your Texified barbecue Mexican version of a regular hot dog with mustard. It's just amped up and delicious. I loved it. Uh, no, agreed. I had that for one playoff game and it was it was a much better version of just a hot dog. My wife and daughter went to game one. They were sitting in right field, and I, I said, Adolis Garcia is going to hit a home run for you. I'm glad that he did and made her night. Oh, Evan, that's awesome. That's okay. romantic. <laughs> Let me ask you one more question. Sure. I know you've been on the road all week. If you're in Phoenix, Arizona, you know, I know we're not rooting for their team, but you've got to eat. 
Can you tell us an interesting thing that you ate near the ballpark in Phoenix? I do have to mention a couple places in Houston um, before we got to Arizona. Um, okay. Robbie Grossman, the Rangers outfielder, uh, had mentioned Pinkerton's Barbecue and Ming, and yeah. I had never been there. The candy glazed ribs there were world class, and they've got a duck and sausage jambalaya that's Yum. a side dish. On the way back, we stopped here in Conroe and ate at McKenzie's Barbecue and Burgers. And that was really, really good, too. Good tip. I haven't been there. Now, in Phoenix, I will tell you this. We had lunch at a place that's real close to the ballpark called the Arrogant Butcher. You know, it's just kind of upscale American pub food. Leaning into the whole Adolis Garcia thing, I had their Cubano. Mm. It was a really good Cuban sandwich. And then last night, we ate at a great place in Scottsdale, the Fat Ox. It's a great Italian restaurant, all homemade pastas. I'd liken it a lot some of the Julian Barsotti restaurants in town. Mm-hmm. The homemade pastas are just fantastic. But they also do an appetizer there that's just basically, they call them grow Calabrian shrimp. And it's basically their spin on a shrimp cocktail, um, but with Calabrian spices. It might be the best appetizer I've had all year. I had eaten there once during spring training and ate there again. You are possibly the busiest and hardest working reporter I've ever met, Evan. So I just want to say thank you. You're the best in the business. Coming from the best in the business, that's nice. So I appreciate that. Uh, You are my dad's favorite Dallas Morning News reporter. Maybe. Um, He likes me a lot, but he's he's the world's largest Texas Rangers fan, Evan, and he thinks that you're the smartest guy in every room. This is the way everybody says it to me, too. You are my dad or my grandma's favorite reporter. (laughs) I will say this. We walked out of the ballpark last night, and um, this kid comes running up to me. Quite frankly, it startled me a little bit. I don't know. And he said, hey, are you here for the game? And uh, we said, yeah. The guy's jaw just dropped. and goes, are you Evan Grant? Yay! Oh, my God. And so it's a kid that went to Yavna Academy in Dallas, is now at NYU, came out here just for the baseball game, and he introduced himself, and uh, it made everybody's night because I he was so enthusiastic. Oh, that's <laughs> so awesome. So there's kids out there who are reading our stuff, so God bless them all. Uh, well, thank you, Evan. We so okay. look forward to talking to you when you have more time on your hands. Uh, hopefully I'll have a lot of it. Next up, I do what I do best. I brought something really weird for Julie to try. Stick with us. Oh, no. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Now we're going to talk about sandwiches, and here's why. One of my friends was at my house the other day, and she said very casually that she grew up eating and loving banana mayonnaise sandwiches. No, no. And she said it in a way, you know, when somebody like mispronounces a word and you're like, I can't let that go. Can we circle back to that? So she's from Georgia, and she said, we eat on white bread, slices of banana and mayonnaise as like a lunch thing. And I was like, why? And what? (laughs) Yeah. What about the peanut butter? 
So Julie, you're from the South. You're from North Carolina. Is this a thing you ate growing up? And I actually lived in Georgia. I lived in Marietta, Georgia for a long time. Okay. No, absolutely not. You don't know about a banana mayo sandwich? No, I don't. Okay. Well, it should not surprise you to learn that I made one at home. (laughs) Sarah. I made two actually. So you can have an entire sandwich if you want, but um, I made you a sandwich and then I brought it. Those at home can't see me. So let me set the stage. Do you remember dads in 1991? The short shorts and the tall white socks and it's Saturday afternoon and they're going over to their buddy's house to watch a football game. And so they need to bring like four Coors Lights in the silliest, smallest hard side cooler. Yes. I brought that today. You know what that kind of cooler looks like to me though? What? It looks like organ donor cooler. Oh God. Oh God. (laughs) It's like, is there a kidney in there? There's sadly, there's no one's lung in here. It's just banana sandwiches. Oh, I know not the same thing. Let me give you the history of the banana mayo sandwich as I could find it, Julie. Because this this is important to me. It's a real thing. Like you could, it's, it's been written about. Yes. Southern Living describes this sandwich as like a tomato sandwich, but swap the tomato for banana. Thank thank you, Southern Living, for dumbing it down. Yeah, like (laughs) if we're building a recipe, I'm getting it. But also in what world do you swap a tomato for a banana? I mean, they're both fruit. But no. Now, we can't talk about the banana and mayo sandwich without talking about the peanut butter and mayo sandwich, according to Garden and Gun. Quote, through the hardships of the Great Depression and the lean years that followed, peanut butter and mayonnaise kept many struggling households afloat, the magazine says. Just a cheaper way, I think, to feed your kids. See, now I feel bad for making fun of it because I get that. You've got your protein. You've got a little fat in there would get you through. Yeah, but peanut butter and mayo and banana and mayo not the same thing. No, and peanut butter has such a strong flavor. It seems like it would just take over. It's almost like putting butter on a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, also peanut butter. I mean, in my house, I remember when we'd be like sort of hangry before dinner time, my mom would be like, get a spoonful of peanut butter. You know, it's protein. It'll take the edge off. So like I get the peanut butter thing, but we've now gotten to a banana mayo sandwich. Now, Elvis's favorite sandwich was apparently peanut butter and bananas, but not the same. But here's another famous person, NASCAR guy Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s favorite sandwich is mayo and banana. We have a famous person on the record who says this is a good sandwich. He posted his recipe on his website. And so I followed that recipe because if we're going to eat this thing, we're going to do it right. So I made you a banana and mayo sandwich. Are you ready? Oh, well, I'm looking at it. I wrapped it in saran wrap because this is second grade lunch. Yes, thank you. It feels like I'm back in elementary school. Yeah. Let me just go on the record and say that the best way to slice a sandwich is diagonally. Okay. It's just cuter. Do you not, do you not care, Julie? I care a lot about the slice. I don't care. I've, I have the inner debate anytime I make a sandwich of which way am I going to cut it. Here's the big question. What mayonnaise did you use? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I did as I was told and used Dukes. Okay. Some recipes call for Hellman's. We are mostly a Duke's house, but we also keep Hellman's. We keep Miracle Whip for family members, but we are strong, not Miracle Whip eaters. Okay. I don't like that Miracle Whip. I love Miracle Whip. Ooh, see, we're going to get into it in a minute. Okay. I wonder if you think this would be better with Miracle Whip, but I didn't make it with Miracle Whip. This is Duke's. I'm actually really into Kewpie now. That's, oh my, there's a lot of mayonnaise on this. (laughs) The recipe said both sides of the bread. Are we doing this? Yeah, you're doing it. One, two, three. Mm. Very squishy. This is delicious. And I get it. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I won one. Yeah. Actually, my stomach's been growling this whole time. So I didn't eat breakfast today. So I don't know if this is breakfast food. I think this could totally be a breakfast food. Okay. So the banana makes the mayo sweet. Yeah. So it almost turns the mayo into whipped cream. Mm. It works. This is so weird. Uh Uh-huh. And we used 
white bread. I don't think the right thing to do is get fancy here. I think this is Mrs. Baird's white bread. Mm. And I think that's how a kid in the South might have eaten it. Not this good, but yes. It's so weird that you can come across a food combination like this. It sounds awful and it's actually really great. And three things that you've probably eaten within the past couple of days. Bananas, mayonnaise, and bread. Mm -hmm. Oh, finally, we have a taste test that works. (laughs) I love this. I'm finishing it. Good. So if not a banana mayo sandwich, Julie, (laughs) since we're both new to this, what's your like, I'm at home. I need a quick thing. What's your your simple sandwich comfort food? Well, beyond peanut butter, I, I'm a huge peanut butter and jelly fan, peanut butter and banana, but I'll tell you my favorite sandwich, but you can't say, ooh. Okay. Okay. I love tuna salad. Ooh, I, I do too. Do you really? Yeah. Canned tuna? Well, I get the bags. They didn't bags. have those when I was a kid. I remember opening the cans of tuna mm-hmm. and draining them, but the bags are easier. The bags are easier. In fact, I was going to make that today. I won't need to, thanks to my banana mayo sandwich. <laughs> but I'll make a big thing of tuna salad with a little bit of hard-boiled eggs in it. Mm-hmm. And I just leave it in the fridge and I make sandwiches with it all week when I'm having a busy week. You know, one of the big packs of tuna with a little hard-boiled eggs, that'll get me three days. Yes. And it's, I guess, healthy. But I, I put regular mayo and Miracle Whip in mine. So probably oh, not. Both. That's interesting. Yeah. So that way there's a little bit of the zip of the Miracle Whip, yep. but then the mildness of the regular mayo. Yep. And then I pour some pickle juice in there. Yes. I was Okay. <laughs> do you do fruit in there? Are grapes or raisins or anything like that allowed? No, I'll do that in my chicken salad. I love to do chicken salad with like craisins and nuts. But in my tuna salad, it's pretty straightforward. In fact, I don't even put pickles in it. I don't want anything crunchy in there. It's just a textural thing. I absolutely agree with you. We are some of the only people who don't want raw celery. Oh. It doesn't go in chicken salad, in my opinion. It doesn't go in tuna salad. Also, I don't like a pickle in a tuna salad although I love your pickle juice idea oh yeah because you get that brine mm-hmm. and I, I mean I love like a dirty martini I love anything that's like that pickly olivey Same. salty but oh yeah so you get your pickle flavor without those stupid crunches I remember in college, a new boyfriend was over and I was making myself some tuna salad and he was so grossed out and I didn't care. I just kept making it. Yeah. And then I was eating it in front of him and he was kind of threatening me a little bit. Like, I can't believe. And I was like, you can leave if you have a problem with this. And he actually left. So I broke up with a guy over tuna salad. (laughs) At one point in time. And I love that he's somewhere out there thinking like, I dated a girl briefly who was so gross. She wouldn't stop eating tuna salad in front of me. You got to wonder if he's retold that story to his current wife or something. (laughs) Who you've got to hope hates tuna salad. Yes. You know? I hope so. I hope he remembers that moment. Yes. I think that a really great sandwich that you already have all the ingredients to is like the only way to get through a hot weekend, a cold weekend, a work from home day where you don't want to leave the house. Or during the holidays when you have a million things to do and you're starving, but you just need to throw something together. So, okay, what's your go-to sandwich? Well, I love a chicken salad sandwich and we make a pretty good chicken salad sandwich at home, but I went on a chicken salad journey over the summer and I came up with a couple of places that make really perfect chicken salad. So I buy it now from Kubi's or from White Rock Coffee. Interesting that a coffee shop has a really good chicken salad. Yes, they serve theirs on a croissant, which is delicious. At Kubi's, you can buy it by the pint or the quart, and then you can just have it in your fridge in the same way that you've made your tuna salad. But I also very unpopularly at my home 
love an egg salad sandwich. Oh, yes. Love it. First of all, an egg slicer. There's something in my very type A brain about slicing an egg this way and that way and getting a perfect dice on a hard boiled egg. Man, that feels good. Now, my seven-year-old makes a killer deviled egg. And in fact, we made deviled eggs yesterday. So in my house at any time, we always have hard boiled eggs because there's just like someone's going to need them for egg salad for me. Or sometimes me and my kids will eat a hard boiled egg just like at breakfast. You know, you're just hungry. And then she will make deviled eggs whenever she desires. So do you make your hard boiled eggs or do you buy the pre boiled ones? Ah, we always boil our own hard boiled eggs. Something about the pre-boiled thing wigs me out. Yeah, and I agree, but I buy them all the time. Like, Do they taste I, good? Yeah, they taste fine, but it is weird. Like, they're good for a shockingly long time, but they taste fine. That's what I was kind of worried about, was like, you're going to need to eat 12 eggs in the next four days. No, they, no, you can keep them over a week, maybe even two weeks. Wow, okay. I love to cut a corner when it comes to cooking, but hard-boiling eggs is not my hard part. But- how do you make your egg salad sandwich? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, my egg salad sandwich is either Hellman's mayo or Duke's. Just the sliced eggs and then a bunch of salt, garlic, pepper. And I have a friend who makes us homemade salt, garlic, pepper all together in a jar. Oh, I always buy some from her. She lives locally. She does not own a business doing this. And I beg her every year to open one. But she'll make me a bunch of jars for stocking stuffers. And it is simply equal parts salt, pepper and garlic. Everything that you want salt and pepper on also wants garlic. Yes. And I think she cooks and dehydrates the garlic and then does the salt and pepper and mixes it all together. Oh, wow. It is a great thing. And so my egg salad is simply mayonnaise, egg, and strong salt, pepper, garlic. I don't do mustard. Have you ever tried putting curry powder in there? No, but I do that on my chicken salad. I bet that would be delicious on my egg salad. It is. I got that from Martha Stewart and it's delicious. Yeah, that sounds good. If you like curry. I do love curry. So if your kids eat deviled eggs, then they will eat egg salad as well. No. Yeah, this is a great question. And no, they will not. That is the same thing, Julie. <laughs> but... I will make egg salad and they will be like, that's gross. But that's great. So it's all for you. You don't have to worry about anybody else taking it. That's right. And I feel like something like a tuna salad, egg salad, chicken salad, that is a protein packed, easy to put together lunch that to me just like gets me through my day, makes me feel full and is something I really love. So I want to ask our readers, if you have a sandwich that you love to make that's so easy, tell us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. We'd love to either share them with our readers or maybe even come up with a list of ways, little hacks that we can put together, easy and simple lunches as we head toward the craziest time of the year. And extra points if it's something weird like banana and mayo, because I didn't see this coming. And you loved it. I loved it. I'm going to eat the rest. Fantastic. Okay. For everybody else, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the holidays, what we're eating, what we're cooking, how we're preparing our tables and we're going to come up with some tips for you. If you want to share with us your holiday meal tips, please email us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, and tasty recipes with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. Stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom. Just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a great review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Sarah Blaskovich. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.